The Tao of Self-Confidence, Episode 882. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. Visit our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. You can now purchase the Tao of Self-Confidence, a guide to moving beyond trauma and awakening the leader within on Amazon, Barnes & Noble's, Walmart, Indigo, and other major book retailers. Get your copy today. Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. I'm your host today, Sheena Yapchan, and today I have an amazing lady on the show today. She is the president of USPAC, which is the U.S. Pan-Asian American Chamber of Commerce Education Foundation, and I'm super excited to have her on today to share her story and tips on self-confidence. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Karen Hung. Karen, how are you today? Maybe you can fill in a little bit more about yourself to the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Sheena. I'm so happy to be here with you and your podcast has been great. So I, you know, thank you for inviting me here. So I know you wanted me to talk a little bit about my, a little bit about my biography and I'll definitely say that I kind of jumped around a little bit. So obviously today where, where I'm sitting with you and where you and I got to know each other from was through USPAC. I am the current president, but that's not where I always was. I mean, you know, I think every, every superwoman always has an awesome origin story. So hopefully, you know, mine, I can try to condense mine in a, in a, in a digestible way. So I grew up in Northern Virginia. I'm, I'm, I'm a Virginian at heart. And I, with my relationship with USPAC, I'm very unique because I grew up with the organization. My very first event was when I was six years old, when I led the Pledge of Allegiance on stage during our national conferences. I always kind of joke around and say, I think somebody dropped out at the last minute and they just said, okay, little girl, it's not as embarrassing if you mess up. So why don't you go on up there? You do this every day in kindergarten. And from there, I think the rest is a little bit history. I kind of got hooked at that point, maybe if I knew it or not, I've always been a volunteer at a conferences from middle school, like middle school, 10, like around 10, 11 years old, all the way through until my early 20s and to where I am today. Always came back and forth as an intern, as a contractor. And then I did go off and do a little bit of my own career, but I've always had USPAC in my atmosphere. I actually also worked at the Walt Disney Company for eight years and Universal Studios for four years. So intermittently, while I was still doing my own full-time career outside in uh, guest service, entertainment, food and beverage, hotel services, I would always come back year after year to work with US PAC in particular because I, I really grew up here. Anything that I've really gotten to develop as a young individual, as a young woman, as a young adult, is really because I was already exposed to Fortune 500 corporations, small, you know, business owners, people like yourself growing up, you know, throughout all the different different ages. Um, I, I got a firsthand experience to see that growing up. And I think all of those experiences really got to lead me to where I am today, where I came back to USPAC after working in corporations for about, you know, 12, 14 years and said, you know, what what really, what really, really brought me here was how much experience and how much I learned from USPAC and why I want to give back to the, especially the Asian American community. And came back full time, was a program manager, was corporate relations executive, and then uh, Mrs. Allen, our founder and CEO. And I'll always call her Mrs. Allen because that's how I knew her when I was six. And but but a lot of people know in the outside world call her Susan. But then uh, she surprised me and said, "Karen, so what are you going to do with all of this?" And I said, "All of what?" 
this past June, I was promoted to president and I'm happy and humble to serve. I love your story. It's so amazing that you grew up with USPAC. I know USPAC has, has been around for 39 years. And I mean, you're just proof that being surrounded by the right people, the right community has led you to positions in corporate, being exposed to Fortune 500 companies. And this is why I'm so excited that there's a USPAC WISE program, the women's program, the cohort, because it helps especially Asian American women um, be seen, be visible, be able to take the opportunities that's that's a you know, that comes to us. So I'm really grateful that you're able to share that story. And Karen, what's your cultural background? And you know what, I'm glad you asked, because I get that asked so much. And I think it's one of those things where we were, you know, to 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 the and I don't mind it, you know, I think at a certain point, all all, all of us Asian Americans, sometimes we, we'll, we've gotten that quite often, guess the country, guess the flavor, guess, guess the where you're from. I am Malaysian Chinese. I do get a lot of other nationalities quite often, but I'm Malaysian Chinese and I'm born and raised here in the U.S. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And what be your favorite self-confidence quote? My favorite self-confidence quote is that you have to make the choice to take a chance if you want anything to change. I love that because anything we do in life, it needs courage to go out there and just do it, right? Anything is really possible if you have the courage to do it. And I know it's easier said than done. I mean, there's times where I've resisted, where I've overthought something or just procrastinated like there's no tomorrow because fear gets into us, right? And especially as women too, just the society and cultural um, upbringing that we have, like, you know, we're told not to do this, told not to do that. So it takes a little bit more out of us to have the courage to take action. But once we go on the other side, that's when the opportunities happen. So I love that quote that you mentioned. And Karen, in your own words, how do you define self-confidence? So, you know, and this is actually something that I have to, I feel like I have to unpack a little bit because self-confidence and self-esteem are two completely different things, right? Self, you know, self-esteem, the way that I've always seen it, and, you know, I, of course, by definition, is really that belief in oneself, whereas self-confidence is really your your belief in your own abilities and your your skills and your talents. So really, when when I think about self confidence and in kind of framing it around, you know, how, what I guess what to do with it, especially knowing your book too, I think that self confidence is really the confidence in yourself to make up that extra twenty percent. So right, because you've I'm sure you've always heard of like there's a lot of different quotes and analogies out there about you know people that say you know, give 110%, give 200%. I'm always 100, 200, et cetera. I always think about it from like, you know, growing up, you know, working at USPAC, because there's so many things that we plan for, like we over plan and we over detail and we do everything we can to make things perfect. But you know that when reality comes, there's, you know, you maybe realize that you only prepared for maybe 80% and 20% is just going to happen anyways, no matter where you are, whether it's work, you know, where, whether it was me working at the theme parks and, you know, in corporate America, nonprofit, I'm sure in anybody's life, you're, I'm hoping everyone's kind of laughing and nodding their heads to say, yep, I planned everything I could. And I don't know where my flat tire came from. Or I don't know where this person showed up and like, well, that wasn't supposed to happen. So I've always really said that, you know, for me, how, how can I be, how do I, how do I, how am I self-confident? It's really just knowing and believing myself and not the 80% that I prepared for and, and, you know, that we, that all of us will grind out. It's really believing that that extra 20% I can handle, whatever that is that comes my way, that extra 20% that's never accounted for that, you know, is just going to happen anyways, that you are really rooted to know that 
I can handle that. And I can handle that because I'm not alone, because I either have a really good team around me. I've got a fantastic, you know, partner, I've got friends and family, I've got the internet, I've got friends, we've got subject matter expert res- resources. But truly, my definition of self confidence is knowing that I can and you can handle that 20% that life just throws your way. I really love that definition and analogy that you gave because it's so true. No matter how many times you practice a speech or prepare for that interview, there's always something that's going to come up and you're like, oh my goodness, right? I, I remember like being interviewed on CGTN and the host asked me a question and I literally blanked out on national Chinese TV. And if he didn't, if he didn't have a follow up question, I'd probably blank out even more. But, you know, like you've mentioned, like we have to you know, it's going to happen. So we just got to figure it out and realize like, it's not as bad as we think. And it's like, if that was the worst that could happen, I can handle that. Bring it on. Oh, and exactly. And like, I'll, I'll give like a super quick story here too. So um, when I worked at Disney, I used to be a duty manager. So what that actually means is that you have to, you're actually responsible for the entire park and anything that kind of happens there. And there's a lot that can happen, especially when you're handling tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people going in and every, and every single day. So, you know, we have manuals, we have police officers, we have security, we have all the different departments working around here, but there's always going to be something that comes up and just knowing that you can handle it and you, and you handle it because you didn't actually, in a way, the way you enable yourself to handle those, that unknown is by not preparing, by not overthinking it. I love that for sure. Sometimes we just think as we go along or go with the flow. So thanks for sharing that. And Karen, what was your life like before your discovery of self-confidence? You know, with, without sounding kind of weird about this, you know, I think I've always been in a way a self-confident person because I've I've gone, I've been so privileged to have such a great community around me. So especially when you're blessed to be in an environment that it's okay to make mistakes and that everybody's understanding that you're trying, you're learning, you're growing. I think that's why like from a young age, because again, going back to that, you know, where I kind of differentiated between self-confidence and self-esteem. Self-esteem is very, very personal, right? Like whether you're, you're, you know, you can do it and you know, you believe it. And whereas self-confidence is that, you know, knowing that your ability is able to do so. I think where I probably get that discovery of self-confidence probably, probably from my mom. She is someone who, uh, who I've always seen as a very competitive person. She actually, she, she was actually less of a, she was actually less of a student, more of an athlete. And so growing up, she was always taking me left and right to play different sports to, you know, just even just go watch her on the sidelines to, you know, she, she played volleyball, she played badminton, she played basketball. She was a very, very active person, you know, discover of self-confidence was actually when she started just handing me rackets, handing me balls, handing, just pushing me into different, like just letting me do things on my own too. And I grew up as a really competitive athlete as well. So I guess it's always been within my DNA, maybe, you know, my genetic DNA. You know, something that actually not a lot of people know about me is that I am a former competitive uh, badminton player and martial artist. So uh, maybe that that kind of came from it too, knowing that you're like a 12 year old, you can kick people's butts. But in uh, 2008, I was actually nationally ranked in both sports. I was um, number one for martial arts in the collegiate space. And then I was also ranked in the top 20 for, for competitive badminton, which is a very popular Asian sport. Not a lot of people, maybe everybody else might not know what that is, but I think that's where the self-confidence came from because you know that, you know, I had an environment to work, to really do a lot of trial and error and it was okay. 
But at the same time, I think just being in competitive sports growing up was something that really pushed me to still always kind of be a certain level of self-confidence in myself. I love that. And it's so true. Being an athlete, I mean, you need to have a strong mindset. You're training every day. You know, you want to be the best. And if in order to be the best, you got to go out there and practice. You're going to fumble along the way. You're going to figure things out. But, you know, you'll become really good at what you do. Kind of like, so it's kind of like Kobe Bryant. You know, he had the Mamba mentality, right? May he rest in peace. But I mean, he practiced like there was no tomorrow. And he had every right to say he was the best because he literally put in hours upon hours of practicing more than his teammates. Like he would be the first one in the last one out. And I know, I know not all of us have that luxury, but you know, just having that mindset, like, you know, in order to be the best, you've got to put in the work. Right. So this is why probably kind of like you, you already know you had to put in the work. There was trial and error and it really helped you become the person that you are today. And, you know, I was just curious, you know, when you got approached to become president of US PAC, you know, what was that aha moment that made you realize you can do this, you're going to go out there and, and be the, you know, be, be president? What was that aha moment that made you say yes? I can definitely tell you my aha moment for like, yes, I can do this. I hope it's okay. I share this story, Mrs. Allen, who she's, you know, she's out there. I will actually say when she had first talked to me about the conversation, I actually asked her to give me some time to think about it. You know, I needed to think it through. It's a pretty big decision there, right? And I know I am, again, so incredibly blessed to even be approached for something like that. My aha moment was actually one week after we had the conversation about about the potential growth opportunity here. And it was actually a day where probably everything was going wrong. Things weren't working. Some things were falling through the cracks. We're, we're fine. You know, every, every organization always has something that's just not working. Okay. I'm not, I'm never going to go out and say, okay, USPAC is perfect. And hopefully, hopefully she's okay with me saying that too. But my aha moment was when I just called her back after just everything was like falling apart, like on, on this one day, calling her back and just saying, like pointing out here are all the things that are going wrong. But this is exactly where we can, I know we can do this and we can handle this because we've got a fantastic team. And really, I think that really still goes back to the core of kind of like my message about self-confidence being, it's it's really about your, the environment that you're in and are you in the right space? And I know that I have the most fantastic team on our roster right now. And at the same time, we also have so many great like members and people in the ecosystem all around, you know, members is very loose because we also have partners. We also have advisors. We also have just, you know, f- great friends of the organization people like yourself too, like we have such a great ecosystem that we can lean on that I knew, again, going back to that extra 20% that I'm just never going to, you know, I'm never going to be as experienced as Mrs. Allen. I have for, you know, 39 years to catch up to here. That aha moment was truly about knowing that I have confidence in that extra 20% that I just, you know, nothing else but time and experience can make up for is because we have great people that we're working with. I love that. And it's so true. Every organization is not perfect. I think, you know, that's just real life. Things happen, we become a hot mess, but we know we can figure things out, we can push forward. And I love that you mentioned that USPAC has this big support system, this ecosystem that consists of so many different um, people, whether it's members, friends, organizations, companies, you're not doing this alone. And it's really important because especially in Asian culture, we're always told that asking for help is a sign of weakness or a handout. And that really stops us from moving forward. And we, if we want to create the changes that we want to see in this world, 
collaboration's key, right? Having this group, having this organization, having this ecosystem, doing things together is how we can create the changes we want to see. So I love that you mentioned that. And because of that realization, what's your life been like now? Gosh, I think life is a roller coaster. And, and I, you know, I think right now, you know, given that I'm still kind of transitioning and growing with the organization, we're all growing together. We're, I, I guess the easiest way to say it is I'm riding that extra 20% right now. We're, we're kind of making it up as we go, but not without structure, because that's what the extra 80% is, right? Because we have a great team, fantastic mentor in, in Mrs. Allen, great support system and everyone else around. But as we go, you know, we're approaching a new day and age where the things we used to do has to change. And that's a good thing. The way we, you know, the way we approach things, the way we build our programs, the way we even react to the outside world as, you know, the socio-political, economic environment continues to evolve. I think that's, that's really what I would describe what life is like right now. We're riding that extra 20%, but super confident in that 80 that's going to get us to that 200. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. And if our listeners wanted to, um, if our listeners are tuning into your episode and, you know, they're in a similar journey to self-confidence, what'd be that one tip you'd give to them? Laugh at yourself. I probably, you know, when I think about like all the different things that, you know, I've been able to, you know, fail at, fail up at, you know, or just like really knock out of the park. And hopefully there's more things I've knocked out of the park. But like, you know, when I really look back on the, you know, life lessons, and you know, that's probably, you know, those are, you know, those are, of course, stories for another time of like, (laughs) the stories of like, well, that didn't work out. The one thing that I had to give myself the grace with is being able to look back on something and really be the one that picks on myself, but not in the way of like, you know, how everyone says, be your heart, you know, you are your own hardest critic, but truly be able to look back and just laugh at yourself and go, I don't even know why I thought that was, I thought that was a good idea, but you know, we did it. And how can I pick myself up from here? (laughs) Be your own best friend, be your own comedian and have a lot of fun with it. I love that great tip. I know there's some things I've done that I was just like, what was I thinking? I laugh about it and then I just move on. So I love that advice. And if our listeners wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and USPAC and what you do, is there any links or social media profiles we can connect with? Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm fairly active on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is a great place to come and find me. But really, I would love to be able to kind of be able to direct people to our US PAC accounts, because this, you know, in terms of being able to know like what we're up to, what we're doing, where we're going, uh, what kind of resources we have available for, you know, the Pan-Asian American and other small business community. Definitely follow us on on LinkedIn, follow our website. We have two great in-person events that are coming up. And I know our Wise Women program that, that you're a part of, we're heavily engaged in in-person there. So we have an innovation symposium coming up in Washington, D.C., February 15th to 16th. I know we've got a great, you know, we've got some great stuff going on, especially if you're in that tech space, generative AI, cybersecurity. And of course, we have our national conference. We're going to be in Alpharetta, Georgia this year. And that's just on just in the outskirts of the Atlanta metropolitan area, May 29th and 31st. And that is that's our biggest conference of the year and really where I started my US PAC career when I was six years old over X amount of years ago, I won't tell you. It's more than 20 at least. So we've been doing that for a while and that's our signature event. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that and exciting to check out these amazing events that's coming up in 2024. And to our listeners, if you want to connect with Karen, you can also head on over to the and search for Karen's name. 
Her show notes will pop up along with everything else that we talked about. And I really just want to thank Karen today for taking the time to share her story and tips with us on self-confidence. So thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Sheena. And again, it's it's been it's an honor to be here on behalf of US PAC and love your book, love your podcast. Oh, thank you. And it's it was such an honor to have you on the show. And to our listeners, be on the lookout for another new episode of another amazing woman's journey to self-confidence. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Tao of Self-Confidence. You can order your copy of Asian Women Who Boss Up Book by visiting our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits.